Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong. I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is senior staff writer and resident Pats fan, Ryan Whitfield. Tell me, Ryan, can you even concentrate on anything other than Super Bowl coverage at this point? <laughs> Um, it's uh, it's been quite difficult. I'm trying to I'm trying to really soak up uh, soak it up this time. So that's uh, where a lot of my focus has been for sure. Yep, yep. And then I can tell you, and everybody should, should go ahead and check out the site. There's a great article that Ryan had put up yesterday. Very insightful, actually quite fair to the Eagles. Uh, but ultimately, getting back to being Ryan at the end. So don't be surprised when you get to the ending. Uh, <laughs> and I suspect that you spent some time watching the uh, opening night last night too, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was a, uh, you know, by by the standard of what the the event usually it is, uh, it, was, it was pretty it was pretty tame. Um, I don't think I don't think Minneapolis is drawing as many celebrities as uh, some of the warmer cities. But uh, shocking. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. I mean, it was it complete with the whole uh, awkward uh, cross interview between Holt Jenkins, uh, Brady, and I forget who the other uh, Patriot was up on the stage during that little weird thing with ESPN and NFL Network and Sal Antonio was up there. That whole thing was weird. Uh, so yeah, it was it, it, it turned into quite a spectacle. But I did watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and and, I, they, and you know they had their typical things on there like the uh, Billichek smile smile counter and all that other fun stuff. And but hey, you know what? I I can tell you this. I have a good friend who's an Eagles fan, and he says the thing that really got him the most was that Tom Brady was just so darn likable <laughs> up there. And he's like, ah, I can't believe it. How how can you not like the guy when he's up there on the stage? So that's coming from a diehard, all his life Eagles fan. So that must mean something. <laughs> all yeah, right, let's absolutely. get. Yeah, so let's get rolling because we got a lot to talk about because the Super Bowl is coming up. So let's go ahead and get this uh, started. All right, big game, February 4th, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Super Bowl 52. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 39 between the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the keys to the game for the Eagles and the Patriots. And hang on there till the end because we're going to be talking some prop bets at the end, which is fun for everyone so ryan we'll start with you why don't you go ahead and tell us what are your keys to the game for the eagles and the patriots let's start there and and check out these new background music i got oh, it's really cool oh, <laughs> pretty pretty intense here awesome uh, yeah, I know. yeah so um you know i feel like i'm gonna repeat myself like i have a million times you know the, the key to beating the patriots is um you can't blitz and and you gotta rush four so you know fletcher cox needs to have a big game uh, you know, the, the rotation of Nick Barnett and uh, Chris Long need to be uh, ready to go in this game. And, um, you know, what they what I, what I expect to see is them try to get after it with four. Um, and, and hopefully uh, Schwartz there uh, keeps his head about him and, and, and forces, you know, tries to move Brady off the spot and doesn't try to blitz. Because the minute you send extra men, um, that's, that's when Brady's going to carve you up. So uh, the key there right. is to get four guys on. You have to play man coverage, and you obviously have to, to try to stop Frankowski over the middle. Um, you know, I just think that – I think the X factor here is I've heard, I've heard about how, uh, how weak the cornerbacks are, uh, and the, the secondary is really the weak spot for the, for the Eagles. And I, uh, I, I disagree. I think uh, 
I think the linebacking core, not not the run game, but in the passing game, I don't think that there's a legitimate um, matchup that favors the the Eagles um, if you have a linebacker on James White, Rex Burkhead, or Deion Lewis. So I think we could see a similar game plan um, to to the Patriots in 2014 and and last year, you know, against the the Seahawks and then last year against the Falcons, where they're going to play the underneath stuff and they're going to uh, try to get the ball into, into their back hands and let them make moves. So I think that's the key for the Patriots on the other end. Um, this is a game where I think the Patriots could use a fast start. You know, it's been well publicized this week, and I think this has finally become a national story, but we've talked about it the last couple of Super Bowls uh, here in New England. You know, the Patriots, in this incredible dynasty and amazing run, have yet to score in the first quarter of the Super Bowl, and this will be their eighth oh, wow. Uh, huh. Which is unbelievable. They literally, not a field goal, not a safety. They have not scored in the first quarter. Um, wow. So, I mean, at some point they have to, right? I think you can't go to eight Super Bowls and never score uh, in the yeah. first quarter. So, um, you know, I think the Patriots could get up. Uh, you know, if the Patriots can reverse that and get up early, um, that's a situation where Philadelphia can get into, into trouble. Um, you know, I don't expect that to happen, though. I think uh, on, the, on the other side of the ball, I think, you know, Nick Foles just needs to play a clean game. Um, if he plays a clean game and takes what the Patriots are giving him, and I think that's their best matchup too, you know, coming out of the backfield uh, and Zach Ertz matched up, you know, Zach Ertz against Pat Chung, and then uh, Clement coming out of the backfield and J.J. coming out of the backfield matched up against the Patriots linebacking uh, core. The Patriots, you know, pass rush has been better. Um, I've been frustratedly uh, tweeting about this now for about two weeks about the misconception about the Patriots' run defense that people yep. keep regurgitating stupid regular season stats when since James Harrison's gotten here, uh, they're they're averaging under three yards per carry. This postseason, they're averaging 85 yards per game to Leonard Fournette and Derrick Henry, and they've held them to one touchdown. And Derrick Henry's had up and down season, uh, but you know I think he's really emerged at the second half of the season, and then obviously had a major uh, week uh, in the first playoff in the wild card on the playoff. So uh, that Patriots run defense with James Harrison has turned around. They've committed to stopping it, so I don't expect the Eagles to run the ball. Um, so they got to they got to get on those linebackers and take advantage of Pat Strong because the secondary is really the Pat strength. So that those are overall uh, really the keys, uh, you know, on both sides. Uh, you know, I think that the Eagles need to play a clean game and be aggressive, um, and then the the Pats, you know, have to have to play patient, but also uh, it would be nice to get out to a fast start probably. Right. So I agree with all, actually a lot of the things that you just said, and uh, and I broke it down just a little bit differently. So. So bear with me as I, I walk through this, and I'm not going to sync it up with what you said because uh, I think it all kind of fits together here. So the, the number one thing, I mean, there's three things that I think are going to turn the Super Bowl, and there's obviously this is oversimplifying. The Super Bowl is a lot, there's a lot more factors involved here. There's a lot of intangibles involved here, but I think that there are three things that will, depending on how both teams do, can determine the outcome of Super Bowl 52, and that is turnovers protecting the quarterback and running the ball. And it sounds really generic, but let me just go ahead and take those one at a time. Because you did mention that if, Nicole, if Nick uh, Foles uh, stays clean he can and doesn't play the clean game and doesn't actually have a lot of turnovers, there, there's a, an opportunity there for them to actually uh, defeat the Patriots. Um, I think it's a question of turnovers on both sides. And let me tell you what, you mean, what I mean by that. Now, the Eagles have been actually one of the best defenses in NFL this season uh, for a number of reasons, but one of them may be that they have this ability to create turnovers. Now, the uh, the fact of the matter is that the Eagles have created 31 turnovers during the regular season, which is good for fourth best in the NFL. And in fact, they have the fourth best give-take differential in the league at uh, 11. 
They also managed to take the ball away three times against the Minnesota Vikings and NFC Championship Conference game, and that was obviously important for them. Uh, it's much harder against an experienced Patriots squad, and they have to be very careful because you know, Tom Brady is very careful himself. He does not turn the ball o- over often. But I think they at least, the Eagles at least need to get one turnover uh, in order to win this game. On the Patriots' side, you know, they haven't been really opportunistic takeaways. They only had 18 this season, which is good for fifth to last in the league. But they're also really stingy with giveaways. They've only had 12 this season, good for second best in the league. Now, getting turnovers... It's just not as critical for the Patriots' success because I think they have a much better offense. But giving them away will. It'll be interesting to see how this all turns out. But I think the team with a positive give-take differential will end up winning this game, um, whether that be the Eagles or the Patriots. Now, the second issue here is protecting the quarterback. And you mentioned you know, the, um, the uh, cover- covering uh, co- uh, the Eagles linebackers in coverage. And you talk about the fact that the Eagles have to bring four guys against, uh, against uh, Brady and the offensive line. And I think all that is true. I think in addition to the turnovers, I think that the team that does a better job protecting the quarterback will likely win the game as well, as both defenses are capable of being picked apart if there isn't a pass rush. And the Eagles have allowed 36 sacks during the regular season, which is basically dead center of the league. And interestingly, the Eagles defense has sacked opposing quarterbacks just 38 times this year, which is also just right in the middle of the league. Now, Foles showed last week that he's capable of throwing the team to victory if he has time, and Doug Peterson said last week that this might have been the best performance of his offensive line ever. Well, they're going to have to duplicate that against the Patriots, and I think that it's possible they could do it, but they're going to have to duplicate that against the Patriots' pass rush. Um, and then, you know, let's be honest, Patriots' pass rush isn't quite as as uh, as threatening as the Minnesota Vikings' pass rush, but it is still a good pass rush. And the Patriots are situated, on the other hand, almost exactly the same as the Eagles. They've allowed 35 sacks this season, but they're actually better on the other side of the ball only what they had 42 sacks of opposing quarterbacks I don't know if people know this because people talk about the Patriots defense and in, in, in different ways but they have actually seventh best at sacking opposing quarterbacks now I'm not worried I'm not that worried about Brady just based on his experience uh, and his ability and his available weapons and particularly if Bronx looking like he's going to be cleared to play but giving him a clean pocket will still be helpful at avoiding turnovers and as I said turnovers are going to be critical for this matchup uh, and besides, the Eagles do have the seventh-best pass defense in the league based on DVOA. So, you know, there's a lot of other moving parts there. But I was surprised to see how many sacks the Pats defense had. Now, more than ever, I'm convinced that if they put that kind of pressure on Foles, the Eagles are going to have a hard time moving the ball, regardless of the perceived lack of defense on the ground. And, and I'm here I'm buying into what you say. You know, the fact is that people keep harping on these season-long stats. Uh, you know, the Patriots have been better on the ground recently. And I believe you tweeted earlier this week, Ryan, that Belichick has a history of giving up the run to get after the pass. And that formula just might work here against the Eagles and Nick Foles. Now, lastly, running the ball. And I know you, you made some comments here about uh, the, the uh, running the ball against Patriots linebackers and things, that, and that, things of that nature. You know, let's be honest, Belichick is Belichick, um, and he's going to be able to game plan. That's, you know, it's a foregone conclusion. But the Pats still, and, and I'll go to go to the season stats for this just because we have the numbers, they're still a 30th-ranked run defense in the regular season, and the Eagles have the third-ranked run defense in the regular season. I'm not saying that's where they are now. I'm just saying there is a disparity there on run defense. You know, it's not just it's not just chance based on 16 regular season games. Now the Eagles do have a backfield to run the ball against Patriots and Jay Ajayi, Legarrette Blount, Corey Clement. You mentioned that, Ryan. I agree with that. And doing so successfully will will really help this offense, including Nick Foles, 
but in, in some other ways, and I know you hate this because it sounds like generic advice. You mentioned this last week, but it also helps keep Brady off the field by playing some ball control. And, you know, who, no matter who you are, uh, as an opposing team, keeping Brady off the field is never a bad thing. Now, the Eagles have quietly compiled the third most total rushing yards this year, 2,115 yards, and they're tied for the second most yards per attempt at 4.5. And, they, and, they, and as I said, they face a Patriots defense that possibly is exploitable. So I think there is potential here for the Eagles to actually take advantage of that. Now, on the other hand, the Patriots just need to avoid becoming one-dimensional. So far, they've done a great job with that. But what's interesting is that although the Jaguars defense is elite, they're only ranked 26 against the run. And the Eagles have much more, have a much more well-rounded defense than the Jaguars, even though they're ultimately not ranked as high overall. And, you know, so that means to me that the Pats need to stay balanced. Deion Lewis has been a re-revelation. If anyone's reading in my articles, you know how much I bought in Deion Lewis this year. And James White has been clutch when needed, and he's, you know, he's no stranger to this situation. Plus, you also have Rex Burkhead. Now, it's more important to the Eagles, but I think the team that establishes the run earlier and more consistently could have a better chance of winning as well. So those are my three keys of the game. Turnovers, protecting quarterback, and running the ball. Any thoughts on uh, any of that, Ryan? And I know you basically talked about similar things when you gave your keys to the game. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I think I agree in principle the most. That the couple responses I'll have just quickly here. Um, you know, the... Obviously, the, the regular season is a good game. Uh, you know, it's, it's what we have to go on. There's only been two playoff games. You know, my point uh, that I and I tweeted out, you know, the, the reference to the tweet I made um, was an article that I retweeted talking about how uh, similar they did it. Uh, you know, this goes back to the 90s. Belichick, this is how he, he builds his defenses against the K-Gun yeah. offense against uh, Jim Kelly uh, when that the, the 20 to 19 upset there uh, for for the the Giants over the Bills. You know, that really launched mm-hmm. Belichick's career. That whole game plan was to run nickel and dime packages with one, maybe two linebackers over the middle and make Jim Kelly check down to Thurman Thomas run. And they did, mm-hmm. and it worked. And and so there's, you know, Belichick, Belichick doesn't believe you can run the ball well enough to beat him. So even if this team's giving up four yards per carry, they're going to dare you to run sometimes. So that's all I mean is that, you know, the, the past rushing stats sometimes are um, misleading because, and again, right. I said this with the caveat, that they're not an elite rushing defense. They're not. But they're misleading because a lot of times, you know, like for instance, um, you know, when they play the Steelers, they'd rather levy on Bell or when they play, um, you know, uh, in the past Peyton Manning teams, they, they wanted Peyton Manning to check in the run, get the ball out of Manning's hands, make him run, uh, make him take the quote unquote smart play instead of trying to pass. So, um, you know, I think we've seen a lot of that, but then over the last two weeks when you play, you know, kind of subpar quarterbacks in Mariota and Blake Bortles, the Patriots decided, no, we're, we're going to shut down the run. So see if you can beat us passing. And both those guys couldn't beat it, beat him passing, and the Pats are shutting down the run. Um, so that's, you know, that's overall, I think, their, their approach and their philosophy. Um, and real quick on, on the rushing to keep the ball out of Brady's hands, um, you know, I just think it's too conservative of a game plan. I'm, I, you know, I, I've heard this a thousand times, and I, you know, I understand what you're saying, that you want to limit his possessions, and I completely get that. Um, they, they ran the ball a whole hell of a lot to Leonard Fournette in the fourth, in the fourth quarter last week against uh, – uh, against the Pats, the Jaguars did, and uh, the Jaguars continued to go three and out, and the Pats took the ball back and went on a, went on a comeback. That, that's what I mean, that, you know, you, you can do that, but at some point, you know, to beat the Patriots, you have to take a chance, and at some point, in a fourth and short or fourth and one, you have to take a real shot to, to go for the dagger, because if, right. you know, we've seen it now, 25 points in the third quarter in the Super Bowl, or 10 points in the, in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl or AFC Championship, if you give Brady enough lives, 
and you get too conservative or too aggressive, you know, if you don't make the smart decisions, um, you know, they're going to come back and get you. So, uh, you know, I just think that for, for Philadelphia, it's, it's, uh, they got to stay fluent on this. And, um, you know, I just, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball against the Patriots. I'm not scared of Jay Ajayi or the Garrett Blunt, and I think, think they're both fumbles waiting to happen. And while I agree that the Eagles defense is, uh, is, is a bit underrated, um, I don't think that, you know, the Patriots defenses from 2008 to 2013 were defenses that lived and died by the turnover. And mm-hmm. when you leave the league like that in turnovers, it's a risky way to play because, you know, what are you when that dries up in a game? Um, and a lot of times those defenses, and I'm not saying the Eagles are, but a lot of times those defenses in a big spot when they're not causing turnovers aren't as good as we once thought they were. So, um, you know, I think, I think, and again, like you mentioned, the Patriots are just, you know, a little bit smarter. Obviously, Dion Lewis had a horrible fumble last week. Um, right. But, you know, I think, I think the Patriots are going to limit the turnovers here. So I think this really falls on Nick Foles and uh, those two running backs to, to keep the ball in their hands. You know, last that, and then we can get to the next segment here. Um, somebody tweeted this out earlier today, and I forgot to retweet it. But the Patriots have only allowed opponents uh, to start in their territory five times this season, and which is wow. a, which is a, a testament to their uh, which is lead, led the league. So that's a testament to obviously their special teams unit and their ability to not turn the ball over, especially on their half of the field. I mean, five times this year somebody started to drive in Patriot territory. That's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. Wow, that is impressive. I actually did I did not know that. Um, so, <clears throat> interestingly, CBS, and then we're going to get to the picks in a second, did a, a couple articles about why someone who doesn't have a dog in the fight uh, would root for the Patriots and or would root for the Eagles. Uh, and I will say this, because I actually read, the, I read the, the Patriots one, and then I went back and read the Eagles one later. But I read the Patriots one first, because I was curious as to what they were going to say. And uh, the number one reason is, are you really going to root for Philly fans? <laughs> and I have to say, that actually made me crack up a little bit. But number two was for history and for legacy. You know, um, you would be seeing something that would um, would be history in the NFL. And uh, that is something that it could be exciting to see above and beyond what loyalties you have for one team or the other. Uh, and, of course, if you read the Eagles one, it's all the things you, you, <laughs> you've heard of before. You know, aren't you sick of the Patriots? And uh, the Eagles never won a Super Bowl. Anyway, the fact of the matter is that it's going to be all decided on Sunday. So why don't you go ahead and pick, and I, I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick here, Ryan, but why don't you go ahead and pick the game for us? The Patriots are currently favored at four and a half. Uh, money line for the Pats, minus 190. Eagles are at plus 160. And uh, the over-under is sitting at 48. So uh, tell us, who do you think is going to win the game? Will they cover the spread? And how do you feel about the over-under? Okay, so uh, hold on to your seat here. I... <laughs> I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm not falling for that. <laughs> Is what I Get would have out. said at Carson Wentz not blowing out his ACL. I would have okay, taken them, right. but Carson Wentz ACL is torn, unfortunately, so it's Nick Foles in there. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm, uh, I'm taking the Patriots. Like I said in the article yesterday, um, you know, I'm not taking them in a route. I mean, you know, talk about history and legacy. You know, Patriots, again, they don't score in the fourth, first quarter of these games. Um, you know, unless it's Brady taking a, a safety against uh, the Giants in 2011. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they don't, and, and they, you know, every, I, I did it the other day, I forget the math now, but I think if I break, if I go back and break it down, I think it's in the, in the seven Super Bowls they've been in, they're five and two, and they have a plus 13 point differential total in those five games. Like, the, the games are just always super close. They, they either lose by three or win by three or four. Um, so with that said, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Pats. 
uh, by by a field goal in this one. Um, and I, I don't have a, you know, so I'm obviously taking, I would take Philly with the points, um, but the Pats, you know, I'm taking straight up. And uh, I'm going to go, you know, back to Super Bowl 39. I think the Pats are going to put a bow on this dynasty, uh, going back-to-back a second time, booking three out of four twice on the front end and on the back end, both times ending against Philly. And, uh, you know, I think the Pats win 24-21, just like they did back in 04. And even more interesting, just to, to really round this into shape, to bring what, what a nice little neat bow ending this would be for the Patriots. In 2001, the Pats beat the Rams, that obviously uh, the NFC West, uh, as uh, where the Seahawks they beat in 2014. They then in uh, 2016 or er, in 2003 beat the Panthers. NFC South beat the Falcons last mm-hmm. year, and then the Eagles okay. both times. So a lot of a lot of a lot of similar uh, similarities and polarities, and, you know, and obviously the the coordinators leaving here. So I'll put it. I'll I'll, I'll make everything in a nice little uh, movie ending here with a 24-21 victory to end it out. All right. Well, that's uh, that is quite that's quite a lot here. And let me let me just say uh, I think everyone is well aware that. Uh, Madden picks, and I don't mean uh, John Madden, I mean Madden, the football game, the video game. They do a simulation of the Super Bowl every year. Uh, I assume that everyone knows who uh, Madden has picked to win the game. It is the Patriots. They actually picked the Patriots to win 36-30 to in overtime. In fact, <laughs> according to them, you go to overtime 30-30, to and L- Jake Elliott misses the field goal, and guess who wins the game? Amendola. So, yeah, it could happen. That'd be very interesting. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, Tecmo Bowl, which actually might be before your time, <laughs> Ryan, but Tecmo Bowl also did a simulation of the Super Bowl, and they came out with the Eagles winning 16-10, to 10, a defensive battle in Super Bowl 52. So, at any rate, I am picking... Tecmo Bowl sucks. <laughs> I knew you would say that. And, and, and it, it does kind of suck compared to Madden anyway, but, but that's beside the point. Uh, the fact of the matter is uh, I am picking the Eagles to win this one. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think that they're going to be able to generate just enough pressure and just enough on the uh, turnover margin in order to get this done. And they're going to be able to effectively run the ball. And, you know, I, I'm not sure. I don't feel comfortable about it. Right. I just don't feel comfortable about it. And if you're going to put money on it, I would take the, I would take the Eagles with the points, the four and a half points, but I will take the Eagles for the sake of this, a podcast straight up at plus plus one sixty money line. And uh, I am going to take the over on the 48 points, on the 48 over under. Uh, So that's where we stand now, which means that it's time to turn to something a little bit more interesting. And there are a lot of these out there. This this year, there are actually a thousand prop bets. Westgate has put out a thousand prop bets. Do you believe that? It's unbelievable. But um, we're not going to cover all thousand of them. (laughs) We're only going to cover a few. So why don't we turn to Super Bowl prop bets? And uh, we're going to start walking through these. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I'll give everybody the, uh, the money lines on these prop bets, too. So, you know, they're not all even. They all are a little bit different. Well, let's get, so, let's get rolling here with some Super Bowl prop bets. All right. So the first prop bet is, will either team score in the first six and a half minutes of the game? Yes or no? Yes is at plus 105. No at minus 125. Patriots are bucking the trend. They're going to take the ball and they're going to drive down and get a touchdown on the first drive. Finally, and give me a less of a heart attack in the first quarter of the Super Bowl. So I'm taking, <laughs> uh, I'm taking yes on that. I'm also taking yes on that. Second prop bet: Will either team score in the final two minutes of the first half? Yes or no? Yes is at plus 105. No at minus 125. I'm going yes. Yeah, I am also going yes. I mean, I, it just 
I just see this as being a dramatic uh, football game, so I think it's going to happen. And will either team score in the final 3.5 minutes of the game? Uh, this also includes if it goes to overtime. Yes or no? Yes is at minus 170. No is at plus 145. Going yes again. And I'm also going yes. Clean sweep. This Something is wrong because we're agreeing on t- way too much stuff today, Ryan. I got a lot of scoring going on so far for taking the under here. I might have to, I might have to readjust. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually took the under until I went through the prop bets, and I said, oh, my gosh, I have so much scoring going on. I think we're going to hit the over. <laughs> so uh, it's exactly the same lines that I had. All right. Which team will have the most penalty yards, Eagles or Patriots? Eagles at minus 150, Patriots at plus 130. Uh, penalty yards for or called against them? Uh, called against them. Eagles. Yeah, I also have the Eagles there. Wow, we are really simpatico today. Shortest All touchdown right, of the game. <laughs> over under 1.5 yards. Under is at minus 140. Over at plus 120. I'll take I'll take uh, under. Yeah, I will also take the under. I, I just see this <laughs> as being a situation where we're going to have you know, Burkhead at the one-yard line or half-third line or LeGarrette Blunt at the half-yard line, and they're going to power it in. Oh, I just see that happening for some reason. Um, total gross passing yards by Nick Foles, over under 245.5. I'll take the over. I will also take the over. This is, this is just <laughs> eerie. I'm feeling like the, the doomsday is coming. The, the end of the world is coming. Total rushing yards by Jay Ajayi, over under 60 and a half. Uh, I'll go over. I will also go over. This is getting scary. We're running out of prop bets here. we got to disagree on something. Total gross <laughs> passing yards for Tom Brady, over under 294 and a half. Over. Yeah, I will also go over. Um, okay. Wow, we're getting short on prop bets here. Total rushing yards for Deion Lewis, over under 51 and a half. Under. Oh, my God. I also have under. This is going uh, to freak me out. We only got three left here, Ryan. I'm going to have to throw in some extra ones we'll just to one. make sure we get something we'll get different. One. All right. More receiving yards. Alshon Jeffrey or Brandon Cooks minus 15 and a half. I'm taking Cooks. All right. We finally have a disagreement. I'll take Jeffrey on that one. Thank goodness. Yeah, We're running out. Woo. Check uh, okay. out Windy City Honk pick right there. <laughs> hey, I got to do That's the only one of my guys that are in the game, basically. Uh, so, <laughs> more re- more receiving yards. Zach Ertz or Rob Gronkowski, minus 16 and a half. Gronk, easy. Wow, even at minus 16 and a half? Uh, all day. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I took Ertz. I think that he's going to – I think that uh, Nick Foles is going to rely a lot on Ertz here. I think he might have the most yards on the Eagles. Uh, come the end of the Super Bowl. All right, more points. Jake Elliott or Steven Guskowski? Basically even. Well, I mean, given my 24-21 prediction, as I'm sitting here doing the math in my head, I got to take I gotta take Guskowski <laughs> on that, right? So I'll, I'll go Steven Guskowski. Yeah, unless you're going for the two-point conversions and maybe a safety here and there. You know, yeah, you're right. I guess you gotta go. I'm going Guskowski as well. Hey, one more, one more for the fans. Uh, just because of the fact that I posted this up on Twitter, so I have a kind of a live count on where it's at right now. But this Super Bowl prop bet, not related to the game, will Justin Timberlake be wearing a hat when he comes out for the halftime show at Super Bowl 52? Yes or no? 
Yeah, he's gonna go a little throwback, early two thousands. Come out with the come out with a little fedora. Nice, nice. I also think yes, but our our followers do not. Sixty one percent said no. Thirty nine percent said yes. So we'll see what happens there with Justin Timberlake. And then uh, you know I, I'm I'm also hopeful that Justin Timberlake will not uh, cause another wardrobe malfunction. And then by the way, that is also another prop bet over under. Two and a half times wardrobe malfunction will be mentioned during the Super Bowl. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh my God! Uh, actually, you know what? As much as I would say over, I'm going under. I think it's going to be an NFL mandate. I don't think they want that coming back up. So that's uh, a good. No, that's a good. That. That's a, yeah, that is a great point. I am going to. I'm going to change my bet to follow, to follow that. That is some. See, that's why we do. That's why we have the show. That's serious analysis, there, folks. That's right. I all just, right. I just made all. I made all uh, idiot followers who took it against the hat some money at least on the on that bet. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's all the time we got. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and ring the bell on the uh, podcast. Why don't you give us your Twitter and Instagram so people can follow you? Yeah. So uh, first of all, keep an eye out. I'm going to have uh, an article out on the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow and then uh, a game preview matchup where I explain why Hakun is wrong for yet again betting against the Patriots uh, out on uh, <laughs> Thursday. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Whitfield, N-E, uh, follow me on Instagram, football underscore garbage underscore time, and I will be at Super Bowl Village uh, Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So yes. make sure to check out the Instagram uh, for, for live coverage from there. Um, and then yeah. shout out to my boys at Crafting Sleepers, uh, the social network for fantasy sports. Yes, yeah, right. Our man on the ground. Follow Ryan this uh, this weekend. You're gonna you're gonna want to be there, and you probably want to tw- tune in during the game too, because I'm sure there'll be some serious expletives coming out of there, <laughs> depending on how it goes. <laughs> uh, follow me at FB Garbage Time. Next time you hear from us, we'll be top breaking down the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But until then, really enjoy your NFL week. Enjoy Super Bowl Fifty Two, and we'll be talking to you real soon. <laughs> Oh, and, and fly, Eagle, fly.